It's a life-changing message by the Reverend Sam Crunchy Ankara. The subject going through the storms, going through the storms. Now, when when people pass through the storms, two results emerge. Two things emerge when people go through the storms. The first group, the storms submerge them and swallow them and they perish and they die through the storms. But the second group, after going through the storms, they come out stronger in faith and to take their world and their, te- their storms now become the vehicle for the release of their testimonies and their breakthroughs. I don't know which group you belong to, but I tell you, everybody will go through the storms. But I don't know whether the storms will prevail over you or you will prevail over the storms. But I know a group traveling with Jesus. And when the storms began to hit them and water began to collect in their vessel and they were at the point of sinking, then they reached out to the master. They said, master, don't you care that we perish and jesus rose and said peace be still and all of a sudden their storms come down and the men said what manner of man is this in other words they have been working with the man but as to the potency and the power and authority of the man they have not come into tempt with until their storms were calm when your storms get calm you will know who is your master and you will know the christ that you are serving am i talking to somebody here this morning somebody say i receive it and and today we will we will zero in to the subject tomorrow by this time tomorrow by this time that is my subtitle for the broad subject of going through the storms and my foundation text can be found in second kings chapter number seven we will start from the old testament and we'll end somewhere in the new testament so let's start from the old testament second kings chapter number seven. Second kings chapter number seven we'll read a few verses and i will counsel all of you to study the chapter very carefully sometime this week when you're having your meditational times with god because you will be blessed tomorrow by this time that is the subject of discussion. Second Kings chapter 7. I'm reading from verse 1. Then Elisha said, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, Tomorrow about this time, a seer of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel, and two seers of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. So an officer on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Look, if the Lord will make windows in heaven, could this thing be? And he said, In fact, so Elisha said to the man, You shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Verse 3, Now there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate. And they said to one another, Why are we sitting here until we die? If we say, we will enter the city. The famine is in the city. And if we shall die, and we shall die there. And if we sit here also, we die also. Now therefore come, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they keep us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall only die. And they rose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they had come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, to their surprise, no one was there. Say after me, no one was there. Say it again, no one was there. Now verse 6. For the Lord had caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise of chariots and the noise of horses. The noise of a great army. So they said to one another, Look, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites and of the kings of the Egyptians to attack us. Now jump to verse 9. Then they said to one another, 
we are not doing right. This day is a day of good news. This day is a day of good news. Somebody didn't hear the prophet. This day is a day of good news. I said this day is a day of good news. Ha, somebody say I receive it. And we remain silent. If we wait until morning light, some punishment will come upon us. Now therefore come, let us go and tell the king's household. Verse 17. Verse 17. Now the king had appointed the officer on whose hand he leaned to have charge of the gate. But the people trampled him in the gate and he died. Just as the man of God has said, who spoke when the king came down to him. So it happened. Just as the man of God has spoken to the king saying, Two seers of barley for a shekel and a seer of fine flour for a shekel shall be sold tomorrow about this time in the gate of Samaria. Then that officer had answered the man of God and said, Now look, if the Lord will make windows in heaven, could such a thing be? And he said, In fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. And so it happened to him. For the people trampled him in the gate and he died. Here comes a factual story that happened in the days of Elisha. As a matter of fact, the preceding chapters will tell you how severe the famine was at the time to the extent that families had begun to kill their, their own just for a meal. And two families, for example, will come together and say, donate your son. Let's eat your son. And then tomorrow or next week, we'll also donate our son and we'll eat. That was how severe the famine was at the time. And then here comes the king and he calls his officer. I believe that his administrator. If it was a church, I believe that the associate pastors. I also believe that there were some deacons around. I also believe that there were junior pastors around. Some of the officers of the church. And they said, let's go over see the prophet. And when they went over to see the prophet, the prophet said, tomorrow about this time, so much of rice. And I'm going to bring you the calculations of the sea and the shekels that we see. I'll bring you in British uh, currency and I'll convert it into cities. Now, the amount of rice or flour that you see there, it's equal to about four gallons of, of, of oil or flour. Now, in the African system, we call it American tin. American tin, olonka, four olonka of rice. Can, can I hear somebody say Yehovah? Yeah. All right, so four olonka tins of rice will be selling at the Samarian gate for 5,000 cities. Eh? Instead of 68,000. That's a miracle. And the officer said, What? This prophet can be a liar. If God will even open the heavens. Then he began to look at the, the heavens and the skies. He said, when are the clouds going to form? And when are the farmers going to tilt the ground and to cultivate the ground? When are they going to put the seed over there? And when are the rains going to fall? And when are these seeds going to germinate and take their time to grow? And when is the harvest going to be done? And when are going to go, going to, go to the threshold house, the threshing house, and to thresh the wheat or whatever? When are they going to go into the meal to ground it or to grind it? For us to eat. Stop what you are saying, prophet. Then the prophet said, oh yes, it will happen. But you will never eat of it. There are some wonderful lessons I want us to draw here this afternoon. Ladies and gentlemen, Ghana's situation can be likened to the situation of famine in this time of Elisha. Prices are high. Fewer prices are high. Housing is scarce. Jobless people are on the streets of Accra and Ghana. Families cannot survive. 
America is getting ready to go to war with Iraq. How that is going to affect fuel prices, only God knows. And when two elephants begin to fight, it is only the grass that suffers. The revelation from the passage indicates that before the famine came, God had already put a provision in place. So number one, before famine, God already has a provision in place to solve the problem of famine. And that is so difficult for some of you to, to, to hear. But hear me. Before the doctor diagnosed your cancer, God already has solution to your cancer. That is what I'm talking to you about. Be, before somebody opened their mouth and declared to you that you will never succeed, you will never make it, God already had put a plan in place for your success and for your glory and for your promotion. Are you understanding what I am saying? Your problem is that when you see the face of the problem, you get so shaken in your faith, fear grips you that you begin to close and shut your eyes to the solutions of God. But hear me, before God could ask Abraham to go sacrifice his son Isaac, the ram was already waiting on, on the mountain. The ram was already waiting there. And when God, God tested Abraham and said, saw that Abraham had faith and trusted him, he said, now Abraham, watch. Before you came here, that ram was waiting for you. This is the ram that you need for the sacrifice. Take it and sacrifice. Now I know that you trust me and you love me. Ha! Hey, woman, the Lord says, I should tell you, before you began crying that you need a husband, he already had put a man somewhere and he's only going to open your eyes that it will not be long and you'll see him appearing. <laughs> do you know why you are sitting here before god called me to establish royal house chapel he had already ordained ordained that you are going to sit and to hear my gospel and to and to stand with me and to support me in gospel oh somebody say i hear the lord before farming comes god already has a provision so that is why God would not have to go through the normal process of production. God didn't have to rely on the rains at the time. God didn't have to rely on the weather at the time. God didn't have to rely on the farmers at the time. God didn't have to rely on people at the time. He just went into his provision store and he said, Elisha, tell the king that before the farming came, I already made a provision. Tomorrow by this time, Tomorrow, <laughs> by this time, God will shake himself and cause something to appear. That which you are desiring to see. This is what we call miracle. What is miracle? Miracle is abnormal way of doing things. Expressing and showing the presence and the hand of God. So God says, I shall inform you that sometimes he will have to defy the laws of nature for your sake and perform a miracle. God says, I shall inform you your salary at the end of the month if you look at the face value of it it is not enough to pay your electricity and your water bills and your gas and your rent and your hospital bills and your children's fees. It is not enough. But that is why he is God. And he says, I should tell you tomorrow by this time, what you hold, though little, will perform some tangible miracles. You spend the money and the money is coming. You spend the money and the money is coming. You go into your account and the money is doubling and growing. And you ask why? What is happening? And people ask you how are you able to make it? And you just tell them God is on my side. God is on my side. God made the provision already. So my counsel from today, when you start having problems, instead of looking at the problems and start crying, start looking for the provision that God put in place already. Tell yourself, tell yourself, <laughs> they say I am sick in my body. I cannot get healed. 
I have received a letter that my landlord is coming to kick me out of his house because I don't have money. <laughs> my electricity is going to be cut off because I've not been able to pay. Oh, they said that they are coming to sack people from school because we haven't paid our fees. Instead of looking at the problems and panicking and crying, I want you to move your eyes. Go quickly into the realms of the spirit and say, Father, I know that you have a solution. Show me the solution to this problem. Tomorrow, about this time, I will defy the laws of nature. I will, I will put the farmers aside and I'll put the rains aside, the weather aside, and I'll go my way. And for a local things of rice, you'll buy it for just 5,000 cities. Somebody as you are clapping, say, I receive it. Say it again, I receive it. Oh, come on, shout, I hear the Lord. Number two, revelation. The prophet said, tomorrow, and that word is a powerful word. And anytime you hear tomorrow, tomorrow has two, two sisters. Their names are yesterday and today. So anytime you hear tomorrow, remember that there is a today and there is a yesterday. The English people also describe yesterday as the past and today as the present and tomorrow as the future. So if there is a future, then there will be a present and there will be a past. As a matter of fact, there's a songwriter who says, Yesterday, today, and tomorrow, you are always the same. You are always the same. Now, Sakura, now, you never change. There are always the same. And And then today, tomorrow, come on, let's worship the Lord. I say you are the same. It is amazing that the prophet did not say today two seers of flour or wheat will be selling for a shekel. But he said tomorrow. And this is where the officer had a problem. If the man had said today, the officer would have just taken a seat. <laughs> they said today, food is going to come. Alright. Let's watch and see what will happen. And if he gave the prophets some few hours and the miracle never happened, he said, I told you that these prophets are liars. Yeah, you must not listen to them. There are some officers sitting here tonight, this afternoon. They came in the full faith that they said there is power in Royal House Chapel. Today, I'm going there to see my miracle. If the miracle does not happen, I don't go there again. If that is the aim and the faith with which you came here, I can assure you, you came to the wrong place. There are some officers here who have decided to serve God anymore because today their miracle never came and they watched and watched and never came. They said, God has forsaken me so I don't go to church anymore. Some of them are your friends. There are some officers who look at the current situation, the desperate situation, the, the absence of food, the absence of money, the absence of economic growth, the absence of, of, of blessing, the absence of prosperity, and they conclude that God doesn't care. There's no God in Ghana. God doesn't care about Africa. But the prophet said, not today. Tomorrow, about this time, means that 
there is always a future for which God will take his children into. And if the children of God will be positive about tomorrow, will be positive about the future, you will notice that it doesn't matter the difficulties of the now, tomorrow about this time, a miracle will happen. When the problems occur, they occur in the now. But the miracles are always for tomorrow. The book of Habakkuk, the second chapter, and the third verse declares, for the vision is for an appointed time, and it will not lie, but shall speak. The vision, the dreams, if you like another word, the expectations, they are for an appointed time. And it will not lie, but speak. And it says, though it tarries, yet wait for it. And he added a strong word, for it shall surely come. It didn't say it shall come. It shall surely come. In other words, let the heavens move up. Let the earth come down. Let all the demons come against you. Let all the forces of darkness stand in your way. Let the mountains be as tall and as large. The vision shall surely come. Your dreams shall surely come. Your expectations shall surely come. Let them fight you. Let them gossip about you. Let them pull you down. What God has said concerning you, it is for an appointed time. It is for tomorrow. It is for tomorrow. Tomorrow about this time. Somebody say, I hear Jehovah. Somebody say, I hear Jehovah. Tomorrow about this time. In other words, God has sent me to come and tell you, if you look at your situation now, and you think that you don't have it, so you are not going to have it tomorrow, you miss the mark. You are not only having it for today. The famine is for today. Tomorrow, tomorrow, the famine will be over. It will be over. In the present, you may not have a husband, thank God. But tomorrow, your husband is just waiting for you over there. Today, you may not have a child, but he says tomorrow, your child is only waiting for you. Today, you may not have a house, but tomorrow, you will have a house. Listen to me. When God is going to speak into your life, he doesn't speak into your life in the now. He speaks into your, your future. He said tomorrow about this time. He's the God of yesterday. He's the God of today. And he's the God of tomorrow. And somebody asked me, but didn't God see that they were hungry? Didn't God see that they were eating one, one other's flesh? Why didn't he bring the miracle in and now? But he says tomorrow. He says, I should tell you, he's the God of the yesterday. He's the God of today. And he's the God of tomorrow. Listen to Habakkuk. He says, even though the vision tarries, even though it keeps long wait for it for it shall come and then he adds another word it will not tarry that suggests to me some kind of a pathology or some kind of confusion god says even though the thing tarries wait for it it shall surely come and then he ended by saying wait for it it will not tarry. What God is saying is that when the time comes for your miracle to be released, when the time comes for him to exhort you and lift you, when the time comes, nothing will stop it. Nothing will stop it. What looks like a long-awaited miracle, your 10 years of waiting all of a sudden will be turned into a second and the presence and the miracle is already there. Are you understanding what I am saying? Oh, somebody rise up and say, I received that miracle. Say it again, I received that miracle. Hey! Wait for it. Even though it tarries. Surely. 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 The word surely means without doubt. Without thinking through it twice. 
it will happen. Tomorrow about this time. God is also saying tomorrow about this time. You see, when you are a child of God, one of the greatest things that God wants you to have is the element of faith and trust in him that he's able to keep you for tomorrow. Many of you become too aggressive when it comes to the things of tomorrow. In our African culture, there are people sitting here who believe that when they even get married, there are some witches in the village who will kill them or who will not make them have children. There are people in Africa who believe that for every negative thing that happens to them, there is somebody behind it. So, so when God gives you a breakthrough and a miracle to enjoy, you, you are not even able to enjoy. There are some who find it difficult to exp uh, express openly the monies that God blesses them. Hey, if people know that I am rich, they will kill me. You, you can make an altar call over here for money. Somebody will never come forward. Hey, they will kill me. When, hey, you think God will give you money for somebody to come and kill you? I don't want anybody to know that I gave this thing to you. Sometimes I ask them, would you like to come and give a testimony? Oh no, pastor, I don't want to give a testimony. <laughs> now the only way God will know that you trust him if you close your eyes to the circumstances and the situations and then you hear the prophet saying to you tomorrow about this time. The, 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 the officer who said even if God opens the heavens and, and a miracle happens, Elisha as for this, it will happen. Then the man of God said, it will happen but you will never eat of it. Revelation and point number three. Faith is the key to releasing God's miracle. Faith is the key to releasing God's miracle. Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. And now I am treading into the grounds of my father, Dr. Frederick Price. <laughs> and uh, Dr. Brenda, tell Dr. Price that there's a young man who has been preaching faith according to the Ghanaian version. <laughs> I'll define, I'll give you a simple definition of faith. Matthew chapter 9, verse 27. When Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying out and saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? Do you believe that I can heal you? Do you believe that your eyes will open? Then they said to him, Yes, Lord, we believe. Then he touched their eyes saying, According to your faith, let it be to you. And their eyes were opened. And Jesus sternly warned them saying, See that no one knows it. If Jesus Christ came here today and asked you the same question, do you believe that tomorrow about this time, the famine in your life, the hunger, the financial famine, the famine in your marriage, the, the 
chaos in your marriage and relationship, the, the troubles you, you go through before you are able to pay your fees, the, the, the struggles you are going through, if Jesus Christ came to you and said, tomorrow, do you believe that I am able to do this? I don't know what your answer will be like. Or if Jesus Christ came and said, do you have faith? I'm sure that some of you say, Jesus, give me the definition of faith. And if I know the definition of faith, I will will know whether I have faith. And I'm sure that some of you go to the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, the assurance. And then you begin by faith. It was said that the earth were formed and created. And by faith, Abraham. And by faith, Isaac. And by faith, and by faith, and by faith. And yet, this element and question of faith has been the excuse that ministers give for not performance. For example, if a minister prayed for a sick person and there was no result, he said, we don't have faith. Dr. Johnson, if, if, if people prophesied and the prophecies never came to pass, then they accused the, the, the congregants quickly and said, because you don't have faith. And so what is faith? And when am I going to have faith? And when am I going to receive my miracle? A couple of weeks ago in my sermon entitled Praying for Results, I had defined faith according to Mark chapter 11 verses 23. And if thou shalt say to this mountain, be thou removed, it shall be done. What is mountain problems? If you shall look at the problems and you will not run away and shall not fret and you shall not be afraid, but you look at the problem and say, problem, be removed. That is faith. Rather than running away and crying and go to everybody and you want to talk to everybody and share your problems with everybody, faith is facing the mountain and telling the mountain, be that removed and direct the mountain where it must go into the sea. Then come these two blind men. Probably they did not even know how to read. They didn't have an educational background maybe. But they came to Jesus. And then Jesus asked them this all important but very controversial question. Remember, he had, Jesus Christ had told a certain woman, do you believe? And the woman said, yes, I believe, but Lord, help my belief. In other words, yes, Lord, I believe, but I don't, I don't even know that I believe. Yes, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. And then the blind man said, yes, we believe. So here comes the definition of another faith in another way. How did they obtain that faith? Surely, they might have heard Jesus perform some miracles previously. For example, if you come to chapter 8 of Matthew, you see the healing of the leprous man. Jesus Christ met him, his hands were withered. And he said, do you want to be healed? He said, yes, Lord, I want to be healed. He said, then stretch forth. And instantly the man was healed. So these profound miracles which Jesus had performed might have been told them. They might have heard. And so blind people, as they were, their, their eyes could not see. And then they heard a lot of people crying and shouting. They said, what is happening? They said, you, you can't see. <laughs> Miracles are happening. There's, there is a guy, Jesus Christ. He is the grandchild of David. He is performing wonders. I said, oh, where can we see him? He said, oh, he's going from place to place. Maybe tomorrow he'll come to the market square. He said, ah, so when he comes to the market square, who is going to take us to Jesus Christ now? They said, oh, even those of us who have eyes and have feet and can walk, we are not getting closer. And then you blind people, sit somewhere and just relax yourself. By the grace of God, when Jesus Christ came to the market square, and then some friends took them, and they said, ah, the man has come to the market square. We hear he's going to another town from here. So you better run. They said, ah, Jesus. Jesus, have mercy upon us. Jesus! And then when they came face to face with Jesus, they didn't even see how tall Jesus Christ was. 
they didn't see the glory upon his life. They never saw anything. Then he asked them, do you believe that I am able to do this? They say, yes. And I believe that Jesus Christ would have asked them, how do you know that I can do it? They say, well, we heard that you healed a leprous man. We heard that you healed other blind people before. We heard that you raised the dead before. We heard that you have worked miracle before. And since you are the same yesterday, today and forever, we know that if you did it, you can do it again. So we have come, Jesus. Do you believe I can do it? Yes, sir. Why? Because you did it before. <laughs> do you believe that I can be pregnant? Yes, sir. Why? Because Sarah got pregnant before and Hannah also got pregnant. Oh, yes. Do you believe, Jesus, that you can heal my sickness? Yes, I believe because I healed other sicknesses before. My God. Faith. So let us define faith. Faith is believing God for tomorrow because of what he did yesterday. Believing God for tomorrow because of what he did yesterday. Yes, sir. He can do it. There is a newsletter that will be sold to you after service. There's a powerful testimony of a woman who was called barren and how God opened the womb and gave her a child. You hear some other powerful testimonies today of what God did yesterday and how that God is repeating himself today. And the Lord has sent me to come and tell you he's about to repeat himself again in your life. He's about to repeat himself in your situation. It, it doesn't matter what you are going through. If God did it in Bible times and God is doing it at Royal House Chapel, then he says I should tell you get ready. His visitation is coming. Somebody rise up and say I receive it. Oh, rise up and shout, I hear the Lord. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. Well, there seems to be no way. Can, can you profess that to somebody because he works in ways you cannot see? We cannot see. He will make a way. He will make for he will be my God. He will be my God. And hold me closely. Hold me closely to His side. With love and strength. With love and strength. For each new day. For each new day. Yeah. Make a way, hallelujah. We will make a way. Can you, can you prophesy to somebody sitting by you and say, God will make a way for you, hallelujah? Oh, God will make a way. Prophesy when there seems to be no way. Let the devil hear you confess it, hallelujah. Because God, he, cannot see. he will make a way. He's the same yesterday. He's the same today and same forever. He's the God of the future. When it comes to tomorrow, tomorrow by this time. Yes, if you believe, if you believe that all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. Faith is the key. Somebody, right? Look, look into the person's eyes. Hold the person's hand. Hold the person to the person. Say, say brother, I, I am going to speak into your life the word of God. And anything God says, you can do. You can do it. If God says it will be, it will be. I promise you, before your problem came, there was a provision. And if you'll be positive about the future, God is the God of the future. 
your present circumstances and situations will not determine how the future will go the future depends upon the word of god your faith which you will release today will be the key to the releasing of the miracle have faith in god and tell the person you don't have to worry and don't you be afraid and don't you be afraid for joy will come in the morning joy can in the morning and sorrow may not last long away Oh, there is a friend in Jesus. Oh, there's a friend in Jesus. He will wipe all the tears away. Oh, wipe your tears away. And if you have gone through disappointment, hey, he said, just lift up your two hands. Just lift your hands. I know, I know, I know. I I know that I can make it. Hallelujah. I know that I can say no matter what, no, no matter, matter no matter what, may come your way. Hey, your life is in the hands of Jehovah. Jesus. Your hand. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Hey, lift up your hands. Lift up your voice and prophesy. Jesus. Let the power of God, let the spirit of the Lord, in the name of Jesus, with Jesus, with Jesus, I I see the hand of the Lord is upon you, I see the hand of the Lord is upon you, I see the hand of the Lord, I see the hand of the Lord, I see the hand of the Lord, I see the glory, I see the power, receive it, my life, my life is hey. with Jesus, with oh, Jesus, uh, with Jesus, I can take it. With Him, I know I can stand up. With Him, I know I can stand. No matter what, no matter what, become my way. My life, my life is there. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Embrace somebody and say you will make it. Embrace, embrace somebody and say you. Come on, embrace somebody, no matter what. No matter what. Hey, become my will. My life will sing your hand. With Jesus, with Jesus, with Jesus, I can take it. With Him, I know I can stand. With Him, I know I can stand. No matter what. Yes, I have a word for you. Can you receive this word? Praise God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I just love you, Jesus. I just love you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord will have me speak to you that there is a project that God has given to you and this has been running in your spirit in the last three years and you've been trying to put the pieces together. Now what you are looking for is funding, 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 funding. And the money that I'm seeing is quite colossal. It's, it's, quite, it's a colossal amount, quite huge. But the law says he is beginning to stir somebody's heart by the love of God and by his word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And even though you have spoken to one or two people, the help is not going to come directly from them. And the Lord is going to cause them to speak. Hallelujah. And the Lord says, I should let you know, by half of this year, half of this year, by half of this year, somebody will be inviting you to come and speak to him concerning your project. And the Lord said, the door will just open for you. And, and the Lord said to me, that you should not be afraid because it is him that is leading you thank you holy spirit and, and uh, 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 brenda 
you know what the project god is talking to her about is not even in america it is outside america it's outside america and and the lord said it's just going to happen are you understanding what i'm saying take this anointing of the spirit of the most high god let it happen right now let it happen now Thank you, Holy Spirit. Do, Dr. Ray, the, the, the Lord says that the church should pray for you. Please, church, just lift up your hands unto this great man of God. The, the, Ray, this is what the Lord said to me. The Lord said there were three chapters that he opened up to you prior to your coming to Africa to begin missionary work. Three chapters. And the Lord said, I should tell you, one chapter ended a couple of years ago. Now you are in a second which is about to end. And the Lord is moving you into the third. And now there is this cloud of confusion that is setting in all. Sometimes it becomes, the vision becomes clear and sometimes it becomes clouded again. Because sometimes you begin to hear other voices that contradict the voice that you heard from the beginning. And you are wondering what is happening. But the Lord said, I, I saw the Lord actually anointing your feet. And I hear the Lord saying, say to my servant, that I have anointed your feet and I'm going to redirect your steps. I'm going to redirect your steps. I'm going to, and the Lord said, he's going to move you into an area. When you get there, you are going to settle in your heart and you know that God has brought you this far. God has brought you this far. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And I, the Lord opened my eyes and I saw an amount of about $100,000 being given to you in a check form. $100,000. And the Lord says, if this is what you are asking and praying for, you should be informed that he's going to give you 10 times more than what you are asking for. That's seeing the Lord. It's going to happen. Congregation, lift up your hands. Shall we pray that the word of the Lord will come to pass? As you pray for him, God is returning to you the seed of faith that the word in the mouth of his servant shall be honored in the name of Jesus father we thank you and we give you praise dr. Brenda let's let's pray thank you Holy Spirit dr. Brenda as you get back to America there is a mail which is waiting for you in your office thank you Holy Spirit You, you are expecting an answer from God but the mail will not bring you exactly what you ask God for and, and for a moment you, you are going to look a bit down and you are going to say God I was expecting this but the Lord said just ask when the devil thinks he has shut the door for you then God will come in with the provision that he has made for he says I should tell you if the devil closes one door he will open ten others and the Lord said, it is when there is famine that he also shows his mercy and his glory and his goodness. Tomorrow about this time, said the Lord. You, you may not see it now, but God said, it is tomorrow. And your tomorrow is just around the corner. That's what the Lord said to me. Thank you. Just lift up your hands towards this woman of God. And shall we pray for the release of the grace and anointing? She has a mission for Africa and for the world. And we are praying that God will grant her the wisdom and the grace. The resources the favor in the name of Jesus and father I pray that which your handmaid is looking for give it to her more than enough be glorified thank you Holy Spirit thank you. lift up your two hands There is this woman over here who has been summoned to go and see the parents. You got an invitation sometime this weekend and you are planning that this week you are going to travel out. The Lord will have me anoint you because there is a battle you are going to fight and the Lord says he wants the battle to be fought in the spirit before you move into the physical realm. Can you have that lady just come over here right now. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you, Holy Spirit of the living God. Lift up your two hands. I will never be the same 
again. I will never return. I will never return. Oh, I will walk about. One is in the service. Can, can you? Can I have this woman's child, please? One is in school. The Lord opened my eyes. They, they are going to manipulate the children very strongly against you. And the Lord says, This is the time you start praying with the children and start making some confessions so that the covering of the Lord will be strong. We close up every avenue. There shall be no manipulation. We seal you up in the power of the blood. According to the word of God. Now every trap that has been set for you will cause you to jump the trap. In the name of Jesus. And every pit that has been dug for you, you will never fall into the pit. We disappoint the devil and his agents. And for you, we release the covering of the Father. And we seal you up in the power of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. And put your hands together for Jesus. Let me prepare you before we enter into a time of prayer for next week. It's amazing when God decided to bring solution to the farming situation in Israel at the time, God did not go to the scientists of the day, nor the agriculturists of the day, nor the minister of agriculture, nor the economic planners. But God decided to use lepers. And tomorrow, next week, Sunday, my message is lepers in town. Lepers have come to town. And, 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 and when, you, when you see lepers come to town, then you know that God is about to do something unique. God is about to defy the laws of nature and God is about to put certain things aside and God is going to eliminate certain to know and feel big to people and he's going to raise nobodies and he's going to position them and he's going to put his word in their, in their mouth. Ah, ay, 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 lepers in town and when, when lepers come to town brother you, you know what we are talking about when lepers come to, lepers are not supposed to come to town they are supposed to kept on the outskirts because they are rejects but but the moment god opens doors for lepers to start coming to town then you know that a miracle is about to happen when, when you see Gentiles, like your side your, like your time coming to salvation through christ jesus then you know that god is about to do something So, so sometimes the, the Lord sent me to tell you you are looking to the east but the miracle is sitting right by you that's what God said he said the miracle is not going to come from the place that you think it's going to come from the miracle is right by you Naaman, Naaman, he was surrounded by big men in town. The king, he was a, he was a captain, a general, a warrior, a successful warrior. And yet, it was the male servant at home who would tell him, Sir, there is a prophet in Samaria. If only you travel to Samaria, you will be healed. Male servant. There is a young woman who is listening to my sermon this afternoon. There is a young man who has come your way. And the man wants to marry you. But the man seems not to have anything now. So your parents are fighting the man. They said they are not going to allow you to marry this man. Because this man has no future. 
Can I tell you that lepers are in town, please? Lepers are in town. Lepers are in town. The man may have nothing today, but tomorrow he is the man that is going to buy your ticket and to sit in the first class with you and to travel with you. Come on, rise up and say, I hear the Lord. Lepers are in town. Nobody's outcasts. Can I hear the, can I see the woman here? They're not giving a powerful word of knowledge. There's a woman here. Your parents are resisting. God bless you. They are resisting that young man because the young man has got nothing. But I'm going to prophesy and speak into your life. And uh, put your hands together for Jesus. Come on, go ahead and give the Lord a mighty praise. about this time tomorrow tomorrow the, the situation looks so desperate how can the miracle happen tomorrow Charlie it will happen lepers have come to town then you know God is about to do a miracle for it is not of him that we left no, it is not of him that runneth. But when the mercy of God comes upon you, you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, give the Lord a mighty shout. Woman. Hey. Stand there. Look into my eyes. Oh, so beautiful and quiet, innocent looking woman. Why do they want to force a man in your life? Can I tell you the spiritual implication? There is something we call soul ties. The moment they force a man that you don't love into your life, they have captured your soul and your spirit. The man then begins to control and rule whatever he receives from the realms of the spirit from the demonic world that is what he imposes upon you and those who are saying go in for it because he has money they better look into the future for the bible says god looketh on the inside but man looketh on the outside that which you are holding in your hand is gold i see you having a gold but i also see fire coming and the lord said the gold that is in your hand will have to go through fire then it will be purified now the lord says i shall anoint you and speak into your life from today because you have submitted to the will of god anybody who is in your life and is being planted in your life by the enemy to destroy your life i remove all of them we break them we take them away and now by the counsel of the anointing of god receive impartation and the glory and the spirit of the most high god your life is changed and transformed from today Lift up your two hands. How great thou art. We remove all the elements of the enemy from your life. The Lord is going to give you a resisting spirit to resist the enemy. They will fear your presence and they will run away from you. And the right person that God has for you will come. Let's worship the name of the Lord. How great Oh, Lord my God, when I'm in awesome wonder. When I'm in awesome wonder. Come on, consider all. Consider When I see the stars, I see the stars. Get ready for a miracle this afternoon. The Lord is about to open the door for you. The Lord is about to confound your enemies. The Lord is about to break a yoke. The Lord is about to remove a burden.
words long preserved for our walk in this world. It is our fervent prayer that this message will have an effect on your life and will lift you to the place where you belong. For an additional copies of this and any other life-changing CDs, please look up the address on your CD. Royal House Chapel International, touching our generation with the power of God. God richly bless you. Ancient words will guide.